Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer. So y'all can shoot if y'all please. What up, fantasy football world? Thank you for joining us for the very first numero uno episode of the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast, a part of the Air It Out podcast network. We are your hosts. I'm Chantel. And I'm Joe. We're a group of friends and family that do a locally run fantasy podcast that offers weekly tips, advice, strategies, picks, and projections. Uh, we both have a good history with football. I'm a lifelong football fan from a big sports family. Group on the East Coast is a New York Jets fan. Don't hold it against me. I played some and always loved the game. I've been playing fantasy football for well over 20 years in various formats. I've been involved with pick'em leagues, confidence leagues, suicide pools, full PPR, half PPR, and touchdown-only leagues. Chantel, what's your history? Well, fantasy, you know, is what we do and what we love. My history is not quite as extensive or as involved as uh, Joe's here. But uh, football is something that's always been kind of in my periphery. I am married to and have a brother-in-law who are huge, huge fans of the game and very, very knowledgeable people. And just being around them, I've picked up quite a few things over the years. And they've definitely helped me develop my uh, love for the game and my expertise, if you will. Um, I started playing fantasy probably about seven or eight years ago. The funny thing is I was invited into a league at work and they definitely invited me in as a mark. They just needed somebody to round out their numbers. Always looking for more money. Always looking for more money. So they hit me up for a very low buy-in, which was only $25, which by the way, I will never ever do again. It's far too low. We're way far away from $25. A lot of work for $25. It's a lot of work for $25, but they, they, you know, invited me in. I said, okay, I, I know I got a husband at home who can help me with this. So I go home. I'm like, hey, babe, I signed up for this uh, fantasy, you know, football thing at work. And lo and behold, he's never played either. But <laughs> we had a good time with it. I did really well and was hooked. And I couldn't stop ever since. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Kevin, even though he had never played, became a very, very good fantasy football player as well. Kevin is very good. He's in our league. He is in our league. And I think I might have to find someplace else to sleep tonight if I don't say he's our league's only back-to-back winner, 2020 and I think 2021. Not the only two-time, but yeah, the only (laughs) back-to-back winner. That's accurate. He'll never let me live that down. But well, now that you guys know a little bit about us, we'll give you a quick rundown of this uh, league of ours. This thing of ours is a super flex PPR league. The roster is a quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, tight end, a flex, kicker, and defense. The main difference between us and a two-quarterback league is that you can play a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, or tight end in the flex position. I personally care for this format the most because I think it's least restrictive when you need somebody else down the stretch in that flex position. You have a wide range of people as opposed to being tied down to only that uh, second quarterback like in the two quarterback league yep. or nixing the quarterback when it's in the standard PPR I, format. i got to give Chantel credit. She was the one who came up with this. Uh, Superflex is a relatively newer thing. It's still not the biggest format used. PPR is probably still the largest standard. PPR scoring is probably the largest format still as other formats have become to, to play such as Dynasty, Half PPR and other things. I also like the Superflex for a bunch of reasons. Why do you really like the Superflex? Just that. We can down the stretch 
you can put in quarterback, tight end, any of those positions as opposed to mixing one out. So I think in that standard, you're not allowed to put a quarterback no, in no, that no, flex no, no. position. No, no. And then on the two quarterback league, you're limited again. You right? have to play two. You have to pay. Yeah. You have to play two. So, Absolutely. so we got that. So what about dislikes? Any strong dislikes to that to the superflex league? You know what? In the superflex, I have found my strongest dislike to be the drafting process. I feel like the superflex is the most difficult to draft successfully at. I think it's far easier in the standard. We will get into the draft today. Yes. I have certainly seen that in the Superflex League. I wasn't really involved with ours heavily, but they're the ones that I've watched and monitored and seen. The quarterback has certainly moved up. So you see a lot of people, and you'll see my strategies we go on here shortly, right. that the two-quarterback, one and two selection has really become a thing. Yep. When that wasn't a thing in the past, like over the several years ago, and last year as an example, people would take a running back first overall. Right. And that certainly changed these days, as we'll see by our draft recap when we get to it here in a minute. We will, and I may be a little bit stuck in my ways because <laughs> knows that I don't like no, no. the uh, back-to-back quarterback no, thing. That's but great. you could say, you know, our point structure is a little bit unique in our league, mostly around defense. We do give points for the tackle for loss, the three and out, the goal line stand, yards on return. That's something a little different than the standard leagues. Not a lot of them do that. We do not, however, do IDPs. And if you're wondering, an IDP is just individual defensive player. We do not draft and have uh, points for that position, but you could say... Defense definitely plays a role in our league, and I've yeah. used it heavily over the years. I am a believer, and we'll get into more in just a second, of you know rotating your defenses, finding a defense with a favorable matchup that week. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And overall, you could say we've kind of gone the way of the NFL with some super high-scoring matchups. Absolutely. So quarterbacks, just like Joe mentioned, usually going very early in this format. My personal preference... Is going to be somewhere around three, I think four, depending on what you've already done, might be a twinge, teeny bit too late. But again, not a fan of the back-to-back number one. I'm all about the positional scarcity, which is going to be your running back position. Partial to it, in particular, a pass-catching running back. If you're going to have injury worries, I know that position's getting beat up on quite a bit. Nothing wrong with a good, solid handcuff, such as the Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Very popular. That handcuff will see it. Elijah Mitchell will see a lot of work regardless. Certainly will. In that offense over there. So, And if you're going to go with that best practice, for me at least, you want to consider the teams that are going to finish in the top 10 for rushing attempts. That's usually something like, Eagles, Browns, the 49ers, for sure. I also like the, hand, the handcuff, you know, because there's, there's always going to be running backs. Another real popular one you're talking about is with the Tennessee situation with Derrick Henry and the rookie behind him, and that's mm-hmm. that's a big conversation going forward. And the running back by committee thing has changed quite a bit. Like, you watch what's going on in Detroit with Jameer Gibbs and others. You watch what's going on in Baltimore mm-hmm. and what's happening there. So there's lots of good handcuff running back situations. For sure. I have a little different take on running backs. We'll get into that in yeah. a second, but I completely understand that. And if you are not of the running back uh, first persuasion, plenty, plenty, plenty of wide receivers out there, especially if you're going to be drafting earlier in your leagues, uh, you have a chance for a super elite wide receiver. Of course, everybody knows Justin Jefferson, ADP of one. A league winner for me last year, I would say. Yeah, definitely. The Vikings are throwing the ball about 60% of the time and a Mm -hmm. huge share of those targets are going to Justin Jefferson. He's on a steady incline in targets from 125 jumped way up to 167 and then 184 in years 20, 21, and 22, respectively. So if that's the route you want to go, I think that's a pretty solid pick 
as well. I think taking a, a wide receiver, a, a one of the top tier wide receivers mm-hmm. early is also very important. I try to do the same thing year in, year out. Also, a best practice, I believe, is building a good floor. If you're not familiar, a floor and a ceiling is at the point to expect each week. So say a floor for me, for example, I might take a wide receiver with an expected weekly 15 to 20 point return. So, and that's a start for me. So if I have that and then I have a quarterback who does the same thing at 20 points and another running back at 10 points, I can build my floor off that. And that's expected every week and build towards higher staff. Also a good strategy. And if I could double back just a little bit, there was only one player to outscore Justin Jefferson in fantasy. And that position was the pass catching running back. Yep. Austin Eckler. Yep. 204 rushing attempts, 915 yards, 4.5 per carry. 13 rushing touchdowns. On top of that, 107 receptions on 127 targets. Very impressive. 722 receiving and another five receiving touchdowns. So that's like getting two players in one, basically. 107 receptions is just as good as any wide receiver that's going to be on the board. In our high-scoring Superflex format, a pass-catching running back is huge. It can be a league winner for you. It really can. Any other strategies? I think that's it, for me at least. I think those are the best. You're going to go positional scarcity, and then it's going to be points that you're going to be expecting. Let's just like you talked about, kind of building out that floor. And then lastly, (laughs) I think the considering the back-to-back picks of the quarterback, which I I know we'll get to more a little later. So for me, my strategy, um, I went a little different this year. I've always done a quarterback early. I did last year. I did this. This is the first time I took quarterbacks back-to-back. I took Joe Burrow and Josh Allen very early, trying to build that floor. I was talking about 50 to 60 points is what I hope. No, Burrow's injury is unknown, and there's a few things there to worry about. This year, I went with the zero running back early strategy, so no running backs before the fifth round. We'll see how that works out for me. I've never done that before. I've always tried to take a... A high high running back, but I don't know. And I absolutely load up on wide receivers. I, th- I think there's some real value there in our league. Um, you get a good game out of a wide receiver. Like I had Justin Jefferson again last year, and there are some games, specifically the Buffalo game, the Indianapolis game, where he had a 50-point performance for me, which in our league can be a, can be a weekly winner for you, which is something really looking for. Also, one thing to consider, I know I said I didn't have any more, but the tight end position. Too. Oh, yeah. So the tight end position, I'm going to say this year was a little bit deeper than I think we imagined for the tight end position. Finally, right? So there was a bunch drafted. And I think with the tight end, doing just a little bit of research and looking a little closer at the numbers, when you look at our number, the number one tight end who's in a class all by himself, of course, the The only tier one, the one and only Travis Kelsey, right? I think Travis Kelsey's number somewhere for the number one tight end, you were getting the same point value as the number four or five wide receiver or running back. Uh, so I think you might want to consider that and where you decide to draft the tight end. Yeah, I think they certainly did move up the board. I mean, the number two typically has been Mark Andrews, and I saw right. him go relatively early recently in Baltimore. We'll see what their new offense looks like. But uh, right. tight end can do a lot for you, too. If you have a 10-point floor out of a tight end, that'll help you quite a bit. And I think there's several this year that'll do that exactly. for you. Exactly. You can wait. You can you can hold off on a tight end if you're going to be looking for a 10-point floor only. That's nothing. Yeah. But the number two tight end, just like you said, in like, let's say, a Mark Andrews at position, yeah. you're looking at a number 12 or even a 21 number wide receiver or running back which is producing that same gigantic and those guys are going to be around so and of the last few years tight end has been very scarce sort of two or three guys that could really help you out now now i think there's probably somewhere between 10 and 20 that that really make a big difference for you yeah all right cool so we finished up our draft on the 27th which was right on the heels of the end of preseason i think everyone did pretty well but we're going to take a closer look at each 
member of our league's draft and, and compare it to the, the league average, the ADP, if you don't know, it's the average draft position per league, and then where they selected him in our league. So we'll start with the highs, the best picks, and then we'll do the lows, the most suspect picks. And we're going to start with the best graded out by Yahoo Fantasy, and that was our very own right here, Battle Beast, an A+. I don't know where these come from, but <laughs> I guess everybody has okay. to get a grade. I'll, I'll do hers first. So we'll start with her high, who was uh, Brees Hall, New York Jets. The league drafted at 49th, ADP 65th. So mm. right in the middle there, I, I like the Jets' offense. Explosive. I expect a lot from this year, as most people do, with Aaron Rodgers coming over and stuff. And then the low of the lows, Mr. Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos. An ADP of 63rd, drafted 109th in our league. So nicely done. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> well, you know what? Now that you mentioned the Yahoo draft grades, I'm not a fan. Every year, I'm right at the top for the draft grades. So every year. <laughs> and true. then and then I do extremely well throughout the season. And the playoffs come around and the rug is ripped right out from under me. So, you know what? So I'm not going to let this A-plus number one overall best <laughs> draft ever I'm not going to let it go to my head because I know, you know, things can go a multitude of ways. So I'm going to remain, remain humble for now. And we'll see how this gets started. But says the person who said they were going to get the beast. Their back. <laughs> we'll see. So I'm going to go. My worst pick, I think, was I think I went a little high on Aaron Rodgers. I picked him up at 52. His ADP was 56. Not too far off, but I do think he probably would have been there a little further down the stretch. I think I was just a little nervous. But I do think I will get some good stuff out of him. That Jets defense, like you mentioned, is going to do okay. Both sides of the ball. I think the Jets can impress people this year. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think I could have, uh, you know, continued to load up on some of the other positions, you Certainly. know, that maybe I, I slipped up on there. And then I think my best was going to be Darren Waller, the tight end. I picked him up at uh, 69. He, his ADP was actually 74. I'm not paying too much attention to that. Not worried about it much at all. I think he's basically going to be a wide receiver one over there. So I couldn't agree more. I think Daniel Jones will look for him quite a bit. As far as tight ends go, he's in that 10 we just discussed. He will put up a lot of points if he can stay healthy, get that injury bug off of his back that you know plagued him in uh, Oakland slash Las Vegas. Yeah. I think it's a fresh start. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I think that offense might surprise people as well. Okay. Yeah. So that's A-plus. Well, there's one more A-plus. Everyone's favorite player in our league. That would be that Grizzly. His A-plus for me, his high would be the one, the only, Patrick Mahomes. So his ADP was two, and he was drafted first overall in our league. I mean, what do I really need to say here about Patrick Mahomes? Right. This, this, I mean, he is who he is, Super Bowl champion, does amazing things. One of the reasons why you watch football is to watch Patrick Mahomes do what he does. I've been a fan since Texas Tech. I don't know how deep we get here, but as good as it gets. All right, and then for his low, I got some personal hate here. It's uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback, <laughs> Las Vegas. League draft at 140, an ADP of 127. So according to the draft, he did okay here. He cannot throw the ball more than 20 yards. There's rumors of Devontae Adams wanting to leave Las Vegas already. I have not much faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. But for that Grizzly, Patrick Mahomes is a great place to start. What about you, Chantel? What do you think about that? So I know Joe said that Grizzly is everybody's favorite player in our league. (laughs) He's nine people's favorite player in our league because he's definitely not mine. This is my league nemesis. This is the person who (laughs) snatches the rug out from under me every this is not a joke. Every single year in the playoffs, it's been that grizzly. If anybody has a bullseye on his back, it is that grizzly. Yeah. Definitely. Kudos to him for that, though. Yeah, you you have a, a target for a reason because yep. he's a phenomenal player. But 
I had his best at uh, Devontae Adams. I like that pick yeah. for him a lot. I think he's going to uh, be producing quite a bit. Is who he is. Yeah. He is who he is, and there's yeah. definitely just like Pat Mahomes, not much you can say about no, those guys. No, a fantastic and, you know, player, part of the league for ten years now, coming right. up on many, many great years with Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay made a difference, quite a difference last year in Las Vegas. You know, although it didn't work out from the end of things, whatever. But he's still one of the top right. tier competitors for sure. Absolutely. And as much as it pains me to say this, I don't think he made many missteps in his draft, hence the uh, A plus grade. But yeah. I'll go down to his number ten pick, which is Zamir White the running back in Las Vegas. This was kind of a throwaway pick, if you will. He could have gotten him off the waivers for sure down the road. And then when I took a look back at it, I think Dalvin Cook was still on the board when at this at this time. So probably a better if you're gonna take a backup yeah. running back. If you're gonna take a back wide, yeah. yeah. So yeah, especially with Brees Hall coming off the injury and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, and Dalvin Cook is still a quality player. Right. Even right now, they're talking about how he is gonna maybe start out with a light workload. You don't know what's gonna happen there. Major so ACL you know that would Cook would have been an excellent pickup right there if he was still on the yeah. board for him. Yeah. Cool. So the next one is the defending champ, the one and only Bulldog Joe, coming in with an A minus per our friends at Yahoo. My high, Josh Allen, Buffalo League, drafted him eighth ADP of 14. Again, just like Patrick Mahomes, you know, everyone's enjoyed the shootouts between Buffalo and Kansas City the last couple of years. A unique player, run, throw, all that good stuff. Um, I expect a good floor out of him. So pretty much a no brainer there. My low was a reach. It's another quarterback. It's uh, CJ Stroud, rookie, Ohio State, Houston Texans. A young team, but an exciting young team with Nico Collins and others that are going to really, I think, do some interesting things in Houston. Will they go out and win a Super Bowl or win their division? Probably not. I took that pick at 133, and he's at an ADP of 131, so pretty close together. Pretty happy with those guys, though. Another uh, a outstanding draft from a, a very competitive, very good player. I think that your best, I'm going to go with, for me, Pat Fryermuth. I like that pickup a ton. You got him at 73. His ADP was 113. I think Pickett's going to take a huge step forward. That is what everyone's talking about right now. The Pittsburgh every, offense. I, Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm in agreement with that. So I think you will get more than your money's worth out of that tight end position. Maybe, again, not many missteps for you here. If I have to pick one, I'm going to go James Conner just because there's so much turmoil going on there in Arizona right now. No idea who the quarterback is even going to be. And so I think their house is in shambles over there. So, so some fun stuff on Connor. And this year is going to be difficult. You know, Kyler Murray's out for probably half the season or more, which will certainly change things there. Whether or not his future in the NFL is, is slightly in, in jeopardy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a major injury to come off of. His last season wasn't the greatest. The coach is gone. Things have certainly changed in the desert. I like James Conner, I always have. I mm-hmm. like him in Pittsburgh. I like he's a, he's a hard-nosed runner, but I have no idea what to expect. That was a little bit of a flyer. On to the next one. That'd be 52 fake out. With their uh, B minus, pretty good draft overall. A high for me was Travis Etienne with a league pick of 50 and an ADP of 51, so pretty much spot on. I think it's a nice place to be part of that Jacksonville offense. I expect big things. Get them a little more later. And a low of, uh, of Jonathan Taylor. How times have changed from last year to this year. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, league pick at 31 and ADP of 34. Now with the holdout and all the other craziness that's happening there with him, who knows how that will work out going forward. But a good draft overall, I'd be minus. Yeah, with 52 fake out, I do want to give the caveat, you know, with him. He was having some technical difficulties and wasn't able to get into the uh, draft room. So a lot, a lot of the draft was done auto auto draft. So I won't hold that against you, 52 fake out. So I won't uh, judge too harshly. 
But I think at his best for me was going to be TJ Hawkinson at 51. A great I think pickup. he should have been, he could have easily gone around earlier. That's an incredible pickup. I think just got paid. Uh, he's finished, I think, two or three a couple of times. A like tier one offense up there in Minnesota. So, for, so yeah. For sure, going to yeah. be a tier one offense in Minnesota. So, yeah. excellent pickup in that. At his worst would be his 14, Sam Howell, towards the end of the draft. Just completely. Too much uncertainty. So a million question marks. A million questions. So. In Washington, you can go on and on about that offense and who's going to do what and where yeah. and the injury to McLaurin and you just go on and on and on. So and then he was his ADP was down way down at like one eighty five. He picked him up at uh, one thirty one. On to the next guy, that'd be LC's classic team with a B minus, a decent rank. Overall, pretty solid team, a high, and we've already talked about a tiny bit, but then what else can you say? The yeah. best tight end in the league to do it for quite a while is uh, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Lead pick a six, ADP a nine. If you don't know who Travis Kelsey is, you're not watching football. He's a, and then for low for me was uh, Williams with uh, Jay Williams with a low of league of 95 and ADP of 133. We'll see. It's too too early to tell what happens there. Your feels on LSE's team. Right. For LSE's classic 73, which I really like that name a lot. But I think his best was at for me, Jamal Williams in New Orleans. I oh, think yeah. he's going to be yeah. completely outstanding there. I think he's going to do really, really well. He picked him up at 95. His ADP was 133. I think, and Jamal Williams had, what, 1,000 yards, 1,066 last uh, season, and he finished, what, 4.1 per touchdowns carry. He led the league in touchdowns. So I think, especially early in the season, I think we'll do well over there. And then I think his worst also came to that same team in Michael Thomas. I have just a huge questions around if he'll ever return to, I think, in fact, fun fact, the year that he had that breakout season, yeah. I think LC's classic had him, had, him that, had him that year. And so maybe, you know, it might be time to let go. He might be having some separation issues there. I was thinking time machine when we just started talking right, about this. Right, for but sure. we'll see. But, yeah, I think that was uh, his worst. He picked him up at 126. And actually, Michael Thomas's ADP was way up at 107, so not bad on the numbers. But I think New Orleans, yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's going to return. Moved on, and maybe he should yeah. have too, with uh, Olave being the man and, and the story down there, of course. And uh, the Derek Carr era has begun, so we'll see what happens in New Orleans. But overall, a solid draft. Okay, so on to the next one is uh, the Players Club. C minus by Yahoo. Overall, I felt another good draft. The high for him, three kill. Miami, League of Seven, ADP of Seven, so right on it. Anybody knows Tyreek Hill, he's fun to watch. I'm giving a peace sign right now as we're giving this to your draft because mm-hmm. a special player, part of another high-powered offense. A low for me, Najee Harris, Pittsburgh, a league of 47 and ADP of 44, which is almost spot on. And it's the common thoughts around the fantasy world right now that Najee Harris might not have a great season in Pittsburgh in an approving offense. And there's a backup right behind him. would love to take that job. And it's certainly <laughs> a possibility in Jalen Warren. So and that's the Players Club for me. Well, the Players Club is... I think a sneaky good fantasy football player in our league. I think his first year with us, he finished second and it was like a photo finish down to the tick. Yep. No matter what, I think he ends up with, he always comes out pretty well, makes yep. adjustments when necessary. Agreed. I think his best though, in this situation for me would be James Cook in Buffalo. I think there's been a lot of talk around that Ooh, run game down there. And talk. so they're yeah. definitely, I think, making a push, of course, to go yeah. to the big dance this year. And I think he's going to be a part of it if, they are able to or whatever movement forward they have. So I'm going James Cook on his best. I think he got him at 87. He had an ADP of 62. That's nearly, what, 20-something paces ahead. And then I'm going to say his worst, which is a slight personal one for me. It's going to be Keenan Allen. Oh, explain. (laughs) Keenan Allen, I think... 
I know that the Chargers are slated to have a top, be a top ten offense this year. Highly explosive, a lot of big names, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. But I think they're right. I think they're moving off Keenan Allen in terms of like they just drafted the new that rookie wide receiver, right? Sure did. Johnson, Quinton Johnson, Quinton Johnson, and so I think they are about ready to have a new star of the show over there, and he may take a little bit of a backseat to him. And then personally, Keenan Allen <laughs> contributed to one of the worst performances in fantasy football playoffs for me. I think I had him one year and he played one down, one snap, and didn't play the rest of the game. And I lost that year, was put right out of <laughs> the playoffs. Grudges. We have some grudges going on. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And no, I think that enough. if I had played any other receiver in my lineup, I would have come out on top on that one. I think you're absolutely right. I think Keenan Allen is on the downslide in his career as well. Part of a high-powered offense, the question for him, as it always has been, and I've had him on leagues as well, is can he stay healthy? Can he be productive? As my partner here just said, for sometimes not so much. So good. The next one up is uh, another good one. It's been fun to play with for over the years. A left hand of Thanos. And D-plus by Yahoo. High for left hand of Thanos. Damian Pierce. With a league of 58 and an ADP of 75. Again, talking about that Houston offense, young building, and so on and so forth. I think there's definitely an opportunity for some upside there. A low, I am trending away from Indianapolis, and that would be their number one receiver, Michael Pittman, mm. with a league of 78 and ADP of 70. I had Michael Pittman in our league last year, hoping for bigger things. There's some quarterback problems there. There's a rookie quarterback there, and everyone's saying that Richardson's as talented as they come as far as quarterbacks go, still a rookie playing the game at a new high speed. So that's why I avoided Pittman. Your thoughts on left-handed Thanos? On left-handed Thanos, going to agree with you. And best pickup, Damon Pierce at 58, 75 ADP. I think that is a steal. Absolutely. And then uh, worse, I'm going Odell Beckham. OBJ! OBJ, I think is, you know what, it's almost like a, um, you know, sometimes you can't let go of those household names. How much can you really... Expect that, and sure enough, it was pretty far down in the in the draft order. Oh, yeah. His uh, ADP was one thirty seven. He was picked up at one eighteen. So, I just don't think you can expect anything out of him this yeah. year. I think that's pretty accurate. All right, so on to the next team is uh, Zulu Nation, another D plus. Uh, I think an unfair D plus because there's some outstanding players on his team. Yeah, that was kind of an odd one. When I see these numbers, and I tend to agree with my partner here that the Yahoo. Ratings on your drafts sometimes don't tell the whole story. It was last year. I was a D draft myself and ended up taking the league home. So don't put a ton of sway into this, but no, we'll look at them at the end. So a high for Zulu Nation uh, pick, Christian McCaffrey. Picked second with an ADP of six. Does it all. Throws him, catches him. Part of a, of a run-based Niner offense. You can, if he can stay healthy, stay on the blocks, I think his uh, touches will be a little limited by the guys around him. However, he will get his touches because of who he is. I like we saw at the end of last year can can change the fantasy game for you. Big fan, good pickup. Uh, low DK Metcalf, Seattle, and there's some talk about that too, and I'll explain just slightly okay. for a second. A league pick of 39 with an ADP of 38, so pretty close. DK Metcalf, speed, talented, you know, physical specimen, all the good stuff. There have been some wide receiver moves there with Njigba coming in and stuff. A personal favorite of mine, first round pick for the Seahawks. So I think his game might tail off just a tiny bit, but still, you know, a specimen. For Zulu Nation, I think, and he's had a couple of strings of kind of bad luck in the league with some of his players being injured very early on, I think in back-to-back years. But I think for his best this year, I like the Alvin Kamara pickup. I think that Alvin Kamara is going, and he's got 
two incredibly strong running backs right at the top of the draft. And then to have Alvin Kamara down the stretch in the league is going to be a big factor. He's going to be a scary opponent at some point. That in pass catch running season. back thing yep. when that kicks in, absolutely. Exactly. Alvin Kamara's ADP was actually way down at 90, and he picked them up at 62. Yeah. So that still, I think he can expect big things out of him. I think for his worst pickup, I'm going to go with the young uh, quarterback, Bryce Young. An ADP of 114 picked up at 99. I just don't think was worth it at this point. I still probably would have loaded up on some other skilled players before taking the unproven. I see a lot of question marks around Bryce Young, the number one overall pick for anybody who doesn't know in last year's NFL draft. Alabama, big history there and stuff. In a running Alabama. Carolina, that's in a full-on rebuild after shipping DJ Moore off to Chicago. McCaffrey the year before to San Francisco and so on and so forth. Question marks. Who knows? We'll see. You know, yeah. that's, that's an early one. But right. I do like, I know you said you didn't like the DK Metcalf. I like the DK Metcalf. Pick like just the DK? Be, I, they're another one. I think they're supposed, they're slated to finish seventh, their offense. So this year. If you look at the Seattle offense, there's some talent there. And we'll see how it all shakes out. On to the next one, the Road Warriors. Uh, a D minus from Yahoo. Not deserved. I mean, again, not deserved. These numbers are all, all over the place. We'll go with the high and uh, a league winner for me last year, a good old JJ, Justin Jefferson, Minnesota yep. Vikings. League four, ADP of one, the number one overall pick, which has been a little bit scary the last few years. But uh, again, what do I need to say? Just, you know, a, a Ferrari on the field, if you will, and an amazing football player. And the low, uh, Cam Akers, I would want no part of this offense, but, you know, you never know. <laughs> I mean, he sees who he is and that the Rams, they'll be out there. <laughs> so league of 97 and ADP mm-hmm. of 85. So your highs and lows for the Road Warriors. I think my high for the Road Warriors. And this is just to say, you know, the Justin Jeffersons, the CD Lambs, I feel like we know no those expect. names. Yeah. We know what to expect. Right. So when I say this, this is my best. I'm no, I'm in no way saying this person's going to outperform any of his no, higher no, 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 no. team members. These, but these are just draft. For these draft are just results. right. So yeah. I'm going to say Elijah Mitchell. He was his very last pickup at 164. He had an ADP of 152. Yeah. And I think that he's going to get plenty of work in San Francisco, even with McCaffrey at the helm up there. And McCaffrey has been injury prone, so you can't True go words wrong with never that been pick. I think that was a very solid pickup. And then I'm gonna say his worst, maybe at Chris Olave. I think I know, I know, I know. The next coming in New Orleans? Wow, <laughs> really? I'm not, I'm not completely sold yet, and we'll see with how much better he will be with Derek car throwing him the ball so we'll, st- we'll see so to our listeners let's just throw this out there for you who don't know I- i'm going to tell you right now Chantel. he's going to say that i hate the, i Derek do not Carr, hate the car family Carr. i don't fresno <laughs> state anything to do with the cars this is not just, true just, I, I think that Derek carr is a solid D- middle <laughs> of the road quarterback that's it i think he was treated a little unfairly in the desert uh, at the end of last year we will see oh, New Orleans is a fresh start We'll, uh, we'll see. Okay, okay. We'll see, we'll see. Olave, an amazing talent. So we'll see how it goes through. The Warriors is a very talented player. Was on track to do amazing things last year before Derrick Henry got hurt. A, a real filler. He had a, a Jalen Hurts last year as well and was running really strong with the Philly offense. So we'll see for the Road Warriors. All right, last year's co-champion. A newbie to the league last year and, and yes. came, came out with I was going to say, he's going to kill you if you don't mention that, nope, that nope. he was Co- up there with Co- you. He was right there with me. And, you know, the funny ending to the year, we were – both in the Buffalo-Cincinnati game at the end of the year and then and then the tragedy, DeMar Hamlin tragedy, which turned into a good thing. DeMar Hamlin's now playing again, of course, but that ended with a draw. And that, in all my years of fantasy, that's the time, only time I've ever seen that or was named that way. So we ended up to going co-champions. Okay, so Florida Fade. D-minus, which we'll see. Hi, here's Jalen Hurts. If you have Jalen Hurts on your team, you're in pretty good shape. So uh, a league of five and an ADP of three. I've got a top tier one quarterback surrounded by talent all around them. 
All right, and then the low, I, I took Drake London. People are very high on Drake London. It's not so much Drake London himself. I know his number was good, league 80, uh, 45 and an ADP of 55. It's the Desmond Ritter situation. It's the Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts situation. It's a lot of young people around who need the ball. The Bichon Robinson going, I just keep going on Atlanta. But that's my reasoning there with Florida Fate. What about you? Florida Fate, I think another sneaky, good, competitive, competitive player that is excellent at uh, making adjustments and correcting. I think his best pickup is going to be Christian Kirk. And uh, Jacksonville, I think, is going to be good. I think Jacksonville is going to be um, a force to be reckoned with in terms of their offense. He picked Christian Kirk up at 105 and his ADP was at 63. Okay. And then I think his uh, worst for me, I'm in agreement with you, was the Drake London situation just because of who's throwing them the ball there in Atlanta. They got a lot of work to do, I think, on that offense still. Agree. Uh, All right, so that's it for the league uh, draft recap. We're just going to go into teams to finish first and the team to finish last. So for me, the team to finish first will be yours, Miss Battle Beast. Uh, big fans, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall, Darren Waller. I think you have a lot of good pieces. If they can stay healthy, that's a winning combination for me. And the team to finish last, I have the Road Warriors. Yeah, Justin Fields, who I like, but that's still a young team. Ken Makers, Joe Mixon, Daniel Jones, some players who can really not play well for it in the right situations. So your team to finish first and your team to finish last. First and last, I'm going to go, uh, again, not in agreement with uh, the Yahoo grades. I think Florida Fade. I like this team a lot. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. I mean, what more can you ask for there in terms of the running back situation? And then he picked up Josh Jacobs. And then Amari Cooper as well, which I know that you're high on that uh, Browns I am very high on the Browns offense. offense. I'm expecting good things. Yeah, Yeah, so I think he is definitely in the running to come out on top. I think uh, to finish last, unfortunately, um, if I have to pick one because it's a very competitive league, everybody was pretty close. It's going to be, I think, LC's Classic 73 team. I think that for his draft, things could have been a lot different if he had just, I think, adjusted one slot up, if you will, and then taking that tight end as opposed to number one at down at like four. I see it, yeah. So if he would have just moved everything up, I think he would have come away with, because he ended up with, I think, uh, Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Even I think there's still some uncertainty around there. I think it would have panned out for him a little bit better down the stretch. Maybe didn't recover from that tight end at number one pick. So that's all. Yeah, very, very, very good. Well, we should have a pretty competitive season on our hands this year. A handful of NFL teams made some pretty big moves in the NFL draft. And presumably with the goal of staying competitive, becoming more a factor in the league with one major thing. This uh, NFL draft, I think uh, one major thing we saw was what, three quarterbacks taken in the first four picks, which all together is not that unusual. I think the league is somewhere around an average of um, three in the first round. They were expecting, I think the experts were expecting this year uh, four, and then Will Levis slid down to the second round early. I think he was actually the first in the second round. So, But of these um, three, I'm a big fan of C.J. Stroud. I think he finished out the preseason very strong. He looks really good. I watched him at the make some yep. big improvements. Yep. And so one thing that is talked about a lot is the point at which the game kind of slows down. And I think that has happened for him a little faster than the other guys in this uh, category with him. I could definitely see that for sure. 
onto the running back situation. So we got B. John Robinson, I think, picked up at eight. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs, who you got on I your have team. Him. I'm a big believer in him. I, I watched him in Alabama run very strong for the last few years. I am a fan. Yep. He was number 12. Yep. And this is, what, the first time two backs were taken in the top 12 since, what, 2017, I think, is the last time. So I think yep. that maybe speaks to a little bit of the scarcity in the position there. Atlanta and Detroit, respectively, and they're both expected to take on very big roles in those offenses. Immediately. Yeah, rookies are expected yes. to perform immediately, both those yeah. guys. Both pass catchers as well. Uh, Bijan, a little bit better pass catcher in Texas, but both will be catching the ball a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's hope. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. And then I think, again, I think we mentioned before the tight end position being a lot deeper than yep. we expected it to be. So nine tight ends were taken in the first two days of the draft, nine. And then yep. I think just in the first day, I think five in the second day, only one in the first round, that was Dalton Kincaid. The 20th overall. Yeah, real game changer, Dalton Kincaid, especially do really big things there in Buffalo mm-hmm. and give Josh Allen that second slash third target. Yeah, pretty Yes, cool. with Dalton Kincaid, he was snaked right out from under me by uh, Zulu Nation. I yeah. really wanted Dalton Kincaid. Oh, he has pick. like crazy numbers. I think he has only like four drops over five years, something like 175. Size, uh, speed, hands, everything you want. Everything. Ability to block, yeah. Yep. And they're expected to be significant in the Bills' offense, right? There's been a lot of talk around needing something else around Diggs. Gabe Davis plays a little bit, gets some, Gabe but it's Diggs, definitely right. it's definitely Diggs and, and the Allen show. So it'd be nice to see some other things up there, for sure. Yeah. All right, so any other rookies we should look at real quick? Um, how about, like, Jordan Addison? And then um, the thing? I like Jordan Addison on the other side of Justin Jefferson there. I think that's going to make all the difference uh, for them and how much they are co- able to cover. Good pair of rookies. Uh, JJ, yep. Yep, yep. Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers, I ended up with Zay Flowers. I'm expecting something out of him. I don't know exactly a lot how of much. to feed in Baltimore. And one of the biggest ones, which I think is Lamar Jackson, just his style of play, we'll see. I think he is very comfortable in that Mark Andrews position. And Rashad Bateman's also a heck of a time. Yeah, Rashad Bateman is still there, right? Yeah. And I think is Duvernay still? Double, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So an interesting situation yeah. in Baltimore, but he should get his time for sure. Darnell Wright, what do you think about him? Darnell Wright, I think he's definitely going to he help Justin to... Fields quite a bit. So Justin Fields... Running for his life last year. Running for his life, but now he's got DJ Moore and Mooney still there. Yeah. And hopefully this move will let us see a little bit more of the passing game for him as opposed to the running for your life and the you know running game out of Justin. Other high-impact rookies, we'll talk about the Johnsons, uh, LA Chargers. Mm-hmm. Quentin Johnson will start with him, high-drafted receiver. Yes. Do you think he gets on the field? Right. We mentioned him before in terms of the Keenan Allen yep. thing. Yep. So expecting a lot, I think, they're in that position where they're moving away, you know, from the journeyman or the um, vet on their building team the and, and building out. Yes. Yeah, so the other person I think we have on Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. I'll take that one just for a second. Okay. That's, uh, in my opinion, the number one player to come out of the draft, dropped down a few slots, part of a super powerful Georgia defense last year that actually pummeled TCU in the title game. I think it was 60 to seven. Uh, the defense was unrelenting. He goes to a Philly defense. that's already in the top five, just make them that much better. I've been a Fletcher Cox fan forever. He'll play next to him. Can make a huge difference off the edge in Philly. So expect big things there. All right. That's enough about the baby Rhino, Jalen Carter. We expect big things in Philly. We'll see how that one works out. So talking about rookies, we're talking about who looks good, who's ready to go, and the jury's still out with the rookie class. So I'll start with who looks good. I know we were both very impressed by him in the preseason. Atlanta, former Texas Longhorn, B. John Robinson. Amazing hands, amazing speed, amazing gap through the hole. I think that's really going to help Atlanta. I think that's someone to build around. 
Now that they have some young players there, that's the future of that team. So glad that you have those good things to say because I'm looking for him to put me over the hump and get this <laughs> monkey off my back of having yeah. not won this league yet. And he is uh, my number two pick. Let's go, Bijan. Yeah, agreed. I also like the look of Anthony Richardson. Talent-wise, off the charts, physical specimen. Young, though. And like you just said, the mm-hmm. speed of the game. So that's yes. always the thing with rookies. As much as I hate the hoodie Bill Belichick, he is very good at picking on rookies for a reason. Yes. The game is too fast for them. Speaking of, uh, jury's still out. I'll pick one of those real quick, and that'd be Bryce Young in Carolina for me. Did mm-hmm. not look very good in the preseason. Looked like he was having trouble with the speed. Has limited help around him on the offense. There's a good way to go there. I'm in agreement with you on Bryce Young the being with uh, the jury still out. Yep. I'm not with uh, Richardson, though. Not with him being ready to go. I think that the jury... Did you say jury's still out on Richardson, Richardson too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, no, I, I misheard no, no. you there. Yeah, because for sure, I think... Then I'm in agreement on both. Jury's still out on both of those, uh, Richardson and uh, Young. And I will take the other one. He's a big talking point recently. Coming off the wrist thing up in Seattle's JSN. He's going to be their new receiver. He's supposed to mm-hmm. replace one or two decaf or whoever up there, and we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah. But he will be their number one going forward. You don't draft receiver in the first round if you don't expect that to happen. Right. I think so. he's a big part of why they are slated to be the seventh offensive uh, finish in the league this year. I think if you get a repeat performance from last year up there, they could certainly be one of the top tier offenses in the league. We'll see. They have good running back with uh, Ken Walker. Gino, Gino Smith, what a, right? What a turnaround last think year still was. Still a little bit of a chip on that shoulder. Definitely so. from just bouncing around the league and stuff. Lots of talent. I'm excited to watch Seattle play football next year. We'll do one more on the rookies, and we'll do somebody I'm not so sure about. Okay. We'll start with uh, Paris Johnson, the tackle from Ohio State in the Arizona Cardinals system. Number six overall, Arizona is going to be a mess for, for a while yep. going forward. So. Yeah, I think all of them are. You know, when their house is just not in order over yeah. there, it's—, it's I do appreciate drafting an offensive line when you're rebuilding. Everything is such a mess. You know, the needs are everywhere mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball there now. So we'll see and we'll go. Okay, so that's it for the rookies. Let's go with the ones that we can trust going forward. Guys with right. a few years in the league with consistent upward trajectory. You want to start? All right. Sure. I think everybody knows Justin Jefferson, of course. I actually think his play, and I think some experts are also saying, might level off just a little bit this year. So I think he was on a steep upward trajectory for the last three. And this one right now, I think uh, they have him at um, 1,800, actually, and down to, well, 1,800 yards for last year and then down to 15. So just that's still a very high number. So actually somebody, one man's uh, leveling off is another man's exceeding (laughs) the possibilities. But yeah, so he has a slight downtick even or leveling off this year. The other upward, I think, is uh, Jalen Hurts, right? Oh, yeah. Jalen Hurts, 2021, 3,100 passing yards, 16 TDs, 780 rushing, another 10, I think. Maybe not 10. I can't remember what the other uh, number of TDs was, right? So I think uh, he has been on a steady incline as well. I certainly feel as his time has come with the NFL drafted super high. He, he has grown into the position. He has led Philly to heights that I don't think anybody will expect them to be as good as they were last year. No, so. they're expecting 38. That's 100 yeah. more yards out of him. He's yeah. the one that's, and then another 108, not 108, I'm sorry, 801 rushing yards out yeah. of Justin Taylor. So Yeah, you love those double threat guys, the yeah. Josh Allen, the Jalen Hurts, the guys who can chuck it for you at 50 yards off a fling and also rush for almost 1,000 yards a year. That's that's huge. Very, very impressive. 
So followed by, let's say, Jamar Chase, right? Oh, another Ferrari. The other another Ferrari. Right. <laughs> season, uh, rookie season, 2021, yeah. 128 targets, 1,400 yards, 13 TDs. 2022, 134, and only 1,046 yards, 9 TDs after having missed several games. I think five or six games he was out. So he's projected to go back up to that 1,400 number and 12 TDs, which we're keeping our fingers crossed because he's also on my my <laughs> roster. Big things from the Cincinnati offense, one of the top five in football. Okay. So a good place to be. And another favorite, Amon Ross St. Brown. My favorite Six, name in the NFL, by the way. Yeah. 2021 rookie season, 912 yards, five TDs, right? 2022, 1,161, six TDs. And is projected again at the around the 1100 number, another six TDs. I, I'm a big fan of Marshawn Brown as well. I think he lost a few touchdowns to the running backs that they drive, they drive, okay. they drive to get yes. down to okay. between the five good, or the three. If it point. wasn't for his touchdowns being stinked by the players, he would his numbers would have been better there. Okay, so, yeah, de- definitely guys with years in that have some really good trajectory. Okay, let's go to the even further in. Let's go to the vets now. The vets we can expect the best from. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is expecting to do something very Brady-esque in going to the Super Bowl this year with the Jets offense, which is a phenomenal offense. Everybody's expecting big things. So I think we can um, maybe not expect him to return to his peak, but certainly outperform what I think many people are expecting from him. Definitely the tools around him to do it. So with, uh, with Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, the buddies he brought over from uh, Wisconsin with them, the Lazards, the Cubs, Alan Lazard, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So the, the people who have some experience, if you will. So yeah, definitely Aaron Rodgers is a good one. What do you think about Russell Wilson? Come back here for sure. I think Russell Wilson and the new coach. Uh, from Sean Payton. Sean Payton, yeah. right, yes. He just won't be as bad as he was last year. No way, no way he has that same new system type of and year. A, and a coach that wasn't the right fit for him, I agree. Right, so uh, for sure. If not a full-on rejuvenation certainly leaps and bounds better than last. Well, hopefully Jerry Judy can get on his feet and get back there quickly. That would certainly yeah. help things take some of the pressure off Colton Sutton because they've had some injuries on the wide receiver. He's front. got a new tight end I hear things about as well. One of the uh, rookies that yeah. we talked about, the nine that were drafted. Yep. So, and all the word on the street in terms of um, practices and training camps was that they had a great connection and they're expecting him to be used quite a bit. A good defense. I expect a little turnaround in Denver as well. What about... Derek Carr again. I'm going to say this. Derek Carr, nine years with the Raiders, zero playoff game wins. (laughs) Yeah. So we will see what happens in New Orleans. Yeah, we will see. We will see. see. More of the same. Another really good offense here. Austin Eckler has been fun to watch the last couple of years. Leading the league in a lot of categories. Very good at what he does. Again, right. Austin Eckler, one of my favorites. Durable. Top performing again. Nice to have a vet, nice to see a veteran playing at this caliber and level Very of play. Level. And again, the only non-quarterback to outscore Justin Jefferson in fantasy. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A big fan. I'm enjoying watching him too. Last but not least, uh, Tyreek Hill. Any thoughts there? Tyreek Hill, um, still an explosive player, still big things ahead. Tua being healthy. That's another high-powered offense, I think, over there in Miami. Jalen Waddle. Jalen uh, Waddle. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Yep. The, run, the running backs, uh, the A-chain, the rookie they drafted, as well as a small situation change there now, too. But there's talent all over the offensive side of the ball. Miami's defense got slightly better, a little hit by the injury bug yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. But the offense is still expected to do very good things. 
He's definitely a big part of it. Tyreek Hill, you know, fun to watch all the years in Kansas City and definitely fun to watch. Right. You never well. know. I mean, it's going to be a 80, 90 yard touchdown at any given moment from. from Absolutely. Tyreke. Anytime a little slant, take it to yeah. the house. Definitely. definitely. So, other uh, offseason or preseason surprises that we saw, I think Trey Lance to Dallas, that was a big one that happened in the recent past here. So, the Niners, they sell out at once a couple of years ago to get Trey Lance. Looked right. really, really good. Huge numbers coming out of college. Just couldn't turn it into anything on the field. I watched the Chicago game last year, early in the year when he got hurt. Looked not good in the preseason, unfortunately. So the Niners did what they had to do to make a decision. Is it a good decision over Sam Darnold to ship him off? I don't know. I hope he gets a second chance in Dallas. We can actually see what he does right. in the pros. I don't know if this is Dallas thing. They'll have to move on from Dak here in the near future or not. We could do a whole podcast just on the Dallas Cowboys and the things that have happened there. I was very surprised to see the Trey Lance move to Dallas. I thought for sure they would hold on to him, but... In fact, did post about it. And I feel like there was just a little bit of impatience, if you will, there with him. So I don't think that he got a completely fair shake or opportunity. His his opportunity is very small. I mean, to actually sit out there and play in contempt. And he got kind of Brock Purdy as well. You know, another rookie came out of nowhere. Tom Brady asked to, to take over a team and do big things with it. Another one we talked a little bit already about was Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, of course. I think that... That's another one. I know he has one Super Bowl under his belt, and I think it bothers him that he never did get another. And so I think he is definitely chasing that this year and maybe landed in the spot that he thinks has one of the best opportunities for it. So we'll see what happens there. I'm going to throw a fun one at you. So I grew up a Jets fan. I grew up back east. There was another famous Packer that came to New York at the end of their career Mm -hmm. named Brett Favre. Yes. Do you think this is similar? Do you think this is nothing different era, different time, um, different quarterback? Are they similar quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre? I, I don't think they're similar quarterbacks at all. Yeah. I don't think they're similar. I'm not a huge Brett Favre fan. I think it's a little bit different, though. I think okay. it's a little bit different. I'm partial to Aaron Rodgers. I think he has the best chance at making it yeah. at making it happen, though. I don't believe he came to New York to die, which is what Brett yes. Favre did. Okay. Brett Favre could throw the ball really hard, but he was inaccurate. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is extremely inaccurate. Yes. And he's got one of the best receivers to throw to now, which he's had for, he had in, in Green Bay as well, but right. he's got a very young one. Nick Who's Garrett a Gary Wilson. Wilson. Right, right. So, he was the offensive rookie, rookie of the year, year last year. Right. Yeah. So I mean, expect big things there. So the next one, uh, talk about Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas. What do you think about that? Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas. I think there's already been some rumblings between him and his, well, I take that back. I won't say rumblings. There's been some clips that have been circulated about him and his uh, number one wide receiver and not being able to get the ball downfield, right? So there may, I've heard that his name may be tossed around a little bit before. It has a trade deadline coming on. Yeah, when's the trade deadline? It's coming up soon. Right, and so I would not be surprised to hear the Devontae Adams name tossed out there because of him being unhappy with what the prospects are for Jimmy G being able to get him the ball. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. We'll see. Watching him locally here in San Francisco for the last few years, it's uh, my, my faith that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the strongest. They put a big number out there for him as well. San Francisco did once upon a time to New England to get him here. Mm-hmm. You know, fast forward, they were in the Super Bowl in spite of him, not because of him, the 49ers okay. over the years. So. <laughs> I agree. Can okay. more? One well, last one. One last one? One last one on that, okay. and then we'll move on. All right. How about Swift in Philly? I was surprised at the Swift move, actually, from Detroit. I think they are in, I think it was Bill Belichick who made the comment that you should get rid of a player one year before you think you should. And I think that is the motif that they were kind of sticking to in Detroit when they made that trade for him, when they shipped him off to Philly. I think that Philly will benefit tremendously from it because I don't think he's done by any stretch. 
and take some of that pressure off of Jalen Hurts, although he's performed incredibly. That can only, you know, extend his health and lifeline down the road, not having to run so much. Yeah. So I think Philly came out on top. My only question with Swift is durability and health. Can he stay healthy for a whole year? He was shown to be a tiny bit injury prone mm-hmm. last year, but who knows? Okay. It's a new year and anything, and we'll just see as the season goes on. So in just a couple of days, we'll be watching to see if any of these moves that we're talking about that were made in the offseason and in the draft, if it brings any of these teams closer to the big dance at the end of the year. For several of these teams, that uh, Super Bowl window is about to slam shut. I don't know, Joe, what do you think? Who is Super Bowl bound and whose uh, clock is ticking? Who's got the you know, now or never buzz? So I got two now or never teams for you. One is the New York Jets, which we've talked about them quite a bit on this podcast today. Yep. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, surrounded by a lot of young talent, a decent, decent offensive line, and a decent defense. They have some hurdles to go through. They're in the same division with that good Miami offense, a very good Buffalo team. The AFC is stacked. I mean, Cincinnati's... Kansas City, Chargers, over and over and over again. They have the talent to do it. And Rodgers, the clock is ticking. He's very much the end of his career. If they do not do it with Rodgers, it's going to reset everything for the Jets. They'll have to start over again. Okay. So because I think uh, Zach Wilson, the backup there, is not the answer for them. Mm -hmm. And next, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. They cashed in quite a bit to get to where they are right now. They rely heavily on Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold if need be behind him. McCaffrey will be a huge part of that. But they're all timed out. The defense is getting, which is an extremely good defense, is starting to get a little older. So, so I mean, now, and that's what's carried them most of the way so far. The time is really now for the Niners. What about wow. your now or never team? So my now or never team, I'm in agreement with you on the Jets. It's kind of weird to say this, but I think the only reason I picked the now or never for the Jets is Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because it's really, I'm really saying now or never for him. I think the Jets being, just like you said, a very young team, they got tons of potential for a while down the road. Aaron Rodgers, not so much. I think he's got to kind of make this, he's got to make this move now or yeah. it's not happening. My second team is going to be with the Vikings, so right? Fun. So you've got elite numbers from an elite wide receiver that's not translating into deep playoff runs, not right? So I think at this point, if they don't go far into the playoffs and really get at least close to the Super Bowl, you're looking at probably Kirk Cousins last year there. That's that's going to be now or never for that tandem of uh, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. I could not agree more. I don't think that defense is good enough to get them over the hump. But we'll see. Hmm. But the offense certainly can. Okay. They won some very close games last year. Had an amazing comeback against Indianapolis, you know, biggest comeback in NFL history. And they had the amazing mm-hmm. win against Buffalo in Buffalo. That last second fumble. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's certainly possible. Offensively, defensively, some questions for me. We'll see. So now on to your Super Bowl picks. Who do you like in the Super Bowl uh, in Las Vegas in 2024? I like the Eagles to go back to the Super Bowl. Same. That's an easy that's one. It. I, yeah. I like that. They're, they're my, that's, that's my pick. Yeah. Okay. I'm going Eagles back to the Super Bowl. Eagles back to, and to win it this yeah. time. To win it this time. To win it this time. To win it this time. Against, do you think, Kansas City again or somebody else? Um, I wouldn't be so. I mean, how do you say no to Kansas yeah. City? So, but I think that, you know what? Just another fun fact or tidbit, if you <laughs> yeah. will. I saw a clip of Justin, no, I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts, who keeps a photo of himself on ah. his phone with the Super Bowl confetti falling behind him. <laughs> and he's it. walking away looking like a broken man. And yeah. he says he keeps that just to remind him what it felt like in it. that moment. And so he has no intention on revisiting that. And so I, and that is a man with that kind of laser focus right up my alley. I'm going Eagles to go back and win it. I am with you. I like the Eagles to go back. However, I like Joe Burrow to finally get through. Kansas City cannot beat Cincinnati. They have a 3-0 record over them now. I think Cincinnati gets what they need to do. I mean, there's question marks around Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, some other places. 
people on that team, the de- defense is a little bit banged up, but I like Cincinnati to finally get over that hump, get to okay. the Super Bowl I against like Philly, and then Philly to win the Super Bowl. Philly's just so talented on both sides of the ball. So I cannot wait to see how this turns yeah, out. Yeah, so it's funny enough, we did not conspire. We did not together before this. That's just the way it worked out. We both believe that it's the Eagles here. Okay. Yep. So the road to the Super Bowl is starting this Thursday for all 32, but we've got our eight to keep an eye on. I think these are going to be uh, matchups that are most exciting, make some pretty big statements in week one. What do you think, Joe? Okay, I'll run down the eight that I picked and okay. uh, the games that stood out to us in the first week's slate, which we're super all right. excited for. So we'll go. How about pick for pick? Okay, we'll go for pick for pick. Let's all do right, it. Cool. All right, so we'll start with a little division rivalry in the old NFC North, the Packers and the Bears. Mm-hmm. Packers rebuilding young quarterback and all that stuff. I like Chicago Fields at home to take care of business in that game. I like the Bears, too. I like the Bears because I think they are out to prove that the Packers do not, in fact, own them anymore. No, so, the, the title um, days are over, throwing the championship belt around your waist. Rodgers is gone, and yeah, it's a, it's a new day. Okay, yep. so next So let's through. go. Chiefs-Lions. For me, I like Kansas City. This is our opener uh, less course. than a week away, Thursday night football. I like the Lions quite a bit. It should be fun to watch them at home. It's just a lot to ask for. The Chiefs struggled a little bit on the road last year by the Chiefs' standards. So it should be a good matchup. Like to see if the Lions can get over the Lions are the favorite to win that division this year. Mm-hmm. Um, which hey, that'd be fun for a team that didn't win a game not too long ago. Okay. So what a turnaround that yeah. would be. However, I think Kelsey, Mahomes, Andy Reid, just right. a little, little just too, too much. much. Right. Yeah. I agree with you there. I'm going Chiefs, Lions, but I don't think the Lions are going to roll over. I think it'll be much more of a fight than maybe anticipating. I think their attempt is to make a statement. Like, you know. Want to be the best? Got to beat the best. They're going to give it a fight for sure. But I do think the Chiefs are going to well coached. I I think Jared Goff is a little disrespected. So yeah. Yep. Yep, Good. Next one: Jets and the Bills. Monday Night Football should be a fun one. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. You know, a new little rivalry brewing in the AFC East. Mm -hmm. I like the New York Jets. Me too. I like the Jets. I was going to take the Jets as well. Buffalo's done some good things in the offseason. I think their defense slipped a tiny bit. The Jets are very well coached. Uh, Robert Sal is a heck of a coach. They're balanced on both sides of the ball. I expect a shootout and a very good one. Right. I mean, they they look rejuvenated, ready to go. They're entering a new era. I mean, you've got Sauce, who has shut down Diggs in the, past, in the previous season. I think he held them to under 20 yards. Held them to pressure. under 20. And, I mean... The Jets have both the offensive and defensive rookie of the year last year who are no longer rookies. They're ready to go. Truly amazing. And it was fun to watch them play off each other in hard knocks this year. Sure yeah. was. All right, cool. Next one, another high offensive game. The Los Angeles Chargers and the Miami Dolphins. I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to start keeping track of this because, you know, know, next week we got to tell people how this turned out. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think Chargers for sure. I like Herbert going to do big things. They're going to throw even more, but they're, like you said, two very, very high-powered offenses. But, you know, that shutdown yeah. corner of theirs is out for the season in yeah. Ramsey. Yep, Jalen Ramsey so out I'm for the year. going with the Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers have a decent defense, too. Some fun names there. And the Dolphins' defense got a little bit better, but just too much Chargers, too much Herbert, too much offense. The next one, the Raiders and the Broncos, a good old, good old showdown from back in the days mm-hmm. of the AFC West. I like Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos at home. Take down Jimmy G and the Raiders. I picked the Broncos as well. Okay. Yeah, I think um, Russell will, you know, come out fighting. I think he'll, yeah, I'm going to go Broncos. So Javon, Even with their wide receiver problems, I think a lot of Javante, and then they'll figure out a way to do it. Yep. The next one, uh, Sunday Night Football. Knowles uh, Classic again, a lot of rivalry starting out the season. Right. The Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Dallas. Me too. The Giants, I think they trained in the right direction, and they played the heck out of themselves last year. They worked really, really hard, found themselves in the playoffs. I was very, very impressed by Daniel Jones. Got the big contract. A Waller pickup will help. Yep. Saquon Barkley, a lot of good things to say about the Giants. 
A lot of Cowboys, though, too strong on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Like the Parsons and uh, the other digs. <laughs> right. That's not <laughs> alone, right? Yeah. So I like Dallas there. Okay. So good game. The next one's the one I'm most interested in, believe it or not. I have high hopes for the Cleveland offense this year. And, uh, yes. And I am also a believer in uh, their defense as well. A lot of Miles Garrett and the other good players on that side of the ball. In my opinion, maybe one of the best defensive pass rushes is in Cleveland. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, I find myself very partial to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals, good old matchup. What do you got? Bengals, for sure. I think it'll be a good game, though. I'm not saying it's going to. The only issue for me is whether or not Joe Burrow plays. I've been told oh. he's trending that way with the ankle injury. If he does okay. play, I also like Cincinnati. If he doesn't, then things get very interesting all of a sudden. But right. for now, we'll say it takes Cincinnati. Okay. Okay, and the last one, a lot of rookies in this game, but it should be interesting. And mm-hmm. two teams are not expecting a ton from. It's the Panthers and the Falcons. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Okay, I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. Uh, you know, rookie quarterback, both sides both pretty sides. much. So we'll see how that goes. I give the running game slightly to the Falcons, the receiver game slightly to the Falcons. Just the Panthers are just in full rebuild mode for me yeah. pretty much on both sides of the Agreed. ball. So I don't expect much of them. But still a lot of good divisional games. Fun. So, so we'll come back and we'll see how right or wrong we were. I think we will keep track of these weekly, yes. each of these eight games we pick, and we'll keep a running tally throughout the season so we can see how we did at the end of the year. Yep. Okay, cool. All right. So to get a bit more player specific, now comes the part where we offer you the most accurate fantasy football predictions known to mankind. A little thing we call show up, show out, or shit show. Every week we'll give you our picks, letting you know who we think is just going to show up, which guys will show out, and who is going to be a shit show. We'll start with quarterback. Who's your show up? Who's your show out? Who's your shit show? All right. Quarterback. My show up is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he will manage. He'll be serviceable. Just uh, serviceable in that position. I'm not expecting too much. Not expecting too little. Just right down the middle of the road. Show out. Quarterback, Justin Fields. Thinks he's going to have a big game. I think he's going to have a huge game. Get that Green Bay off his back. Definitely. That's I, I, He probably goes to sleep thinking about that. <laughs> that yeah. They do not own them anymore. And the old sheriff of Aaron Rodgers is out of town. So this is their, this is their moment. I think they're really going to. To go for it there, um, the shit show, I think, is going to be Mac Jones. Oh, Mac Jones, New England. Yeah, I think Mac Jones. I think, um, yep, I think that there have already been um, some rumblings about him not clicking so well with the coaching staff over there, some of his teammates over there. So um, Not hearing much about New England. New England always puts out a good defense. They have one of my favorite running backs in football. I did draft him this year in Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's extremely talented. Mm -hmm. Not expecting much out of Mac Jones either. All right, so my quarterbacks, the show up, Matt Stafford. Got, got himself a ring. He's been a very serviceable quarterback for a long, 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 long time. I think the Rams are a mess. Okay. So I don't expect much out of him. Show out, Aaron Rodgers. I expect a big number out of the old man. I think that's going to be just a fun game, a great way to finish off week one, and I'm looking forward to it. Shit show, young guy. I just don't think he's ready. I think the game is too fast for him. It's unfortunate he's not going to get time to sit out and watch. Bryce Young, Carolina Panthers. Okay. All right, so your running backs. Running back, show up, Cam Akers. Okay. Cam Akers, um, nothing exciting, nothing special. Just, you know, running the mill, doing my job. That's it. Yeah. All right. Should yep. show out in the running back category? Show out in the running back. I think this your guy, Jameer Gibbs. I think he's going to have a big game there. I think um, he's going to make quite a statement out the door for them. I certainly hope to. That's the season opener Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm looking forward to watching that game. I hope you're correct. Should last- show also, your guy, Stevenson, I don't think he's oh, going to be good there. I think no. that, that whole, uh, uh, yeah, in that the Patriots, uh, in the Patriots, in general or just, just in general, I yeah. think it's not going to be a good year for them. Yeah. Uh, a very difficult division, and they could very well finish last in that division, yeah. which would be quite the change from the Tom Brady years. 
So for me, running back to show up, Derrick Henry. I don't expect really? quite as much. Yeah. That's a surprise. I think, I think he'll be there. I don't think he's going to be there. I'm an amazing to watch. Just a you know, physical specimen, ran over people, mm-hmm. carried that Tennessee team, which was a with a not great quarterback to, to pretty good heights, you know, very right. good records, playoffs, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I just don't think he's going to be what he once was. He'll get his numbers. Right. He'll get his 800 yards. He can yards play the way he was for so long. Exactly. A lot of hits and, you yeah. know, and, and a tough guy. Sure. Show out. I expect uh, McCaffrey against the tough Steeler defense. Playing in Pittsburgh week one against okay. the healthy Steeler defense. And the Steelers are supposed to be on the rise on both sides of the ball. I expect to show out, though. He will be the key part of that Niner offense as long as he's healthy. All right. And then the shit show, Cam Akers. Again, I'm not expecting much out of the Rams, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. That's just the way it is right now. Okay. So let's move on to the wide receiver. Show uh-huh. up, show out, shit show. Who you got? In the wide receiver category, San Francisco's Ayuk, uh, I think, will be serviceable there as well. I think he'll show up. He will put up the projected amount of points for you or very close to it. And uh, not much more than that. I just want to say, I can. Okay. <laughs> Show out. I'm going to say Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. All right. I like it. I wasn't thinking that Eagles game was going to be too super exciting there, yeah. though. But I'm definitely expecting big things out of the Grim Sleeper. And for the shit show, I'm going to say Gabe Davis. I think with Kincaid being there and uh, with the Bills, of course, Diggs is always going to get his for sure. And then Josh Allen, I just think, yeah, he might be kind of out of sight, out of mind. Well, we're going to have fun with it in a second. Okay, so for me, my wide receivers to show up, uh, Devontae Adams, the Denver Broncos have a very good secondary. Top five secondary, Hmm. Satan and the other guys. It's hard to throw there. That They're going to be pumped up with the new season and all that stuff. Some grumbles of him being unhappy in the desert with uh, Garoppolo and on that situation. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a very workmanlike game for Devontae. So 60 yards, six catches, 10 targets, something like that. Uh, the show out, Chase, you know, in a, in a divisional game. You know, okay. Jamar Chase, you know, against Cleveland. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I could see that in the 40s on both sides. So a lot of yards and a good turnaround. The shit show, back to Buffalo we go. Good old Stephon Diggs. The really? Reason, oh, yeah. The, the reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's his difficulty he had last year with Sauce Gardner. I think okay. Sauce Gardner shuts him down again, and we have that. All right, on to my favorite guys, the tight ends. Who you got? Tight end show up, Darren Waller. I think that he will get off to maybe what could be a lukewarm start there and then uh, heat up throughout the season. So I'm going for the show up, Darren Waller, for the show out. Now, here we go. I know we've been waiting for this for a while. Okay, I'm ready. Every year we say this is going to be it. But I think at least in this game, Kyle Pitts. Oh, my God. Is, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. We say it every year. He's like the Dallas Cowboys. This, oh, this is his turn. This is his turn. This is his <laughs> just turn. like the Dallas Cowboys. This is his turn. Kyle yes. Pitts, show out. Okay. You just watch. Just watch. Okay, and then I think, okay, now here we go. I really, now this is, you know, it may, you know, um, ruffle some feathers here. I think this George Kittle. Oh, I know, I know, wow. I know, I know. Explain, I know. because I just, t- a tough Pittsburgh defense or what? I think that the defense, I think that he's that he is not going, I think he'll be below his projection. Interesting. For sure. Interesting. He was drafted really high for a guy who spends a lot, and he's very good at it, he spends a he, lot of time blocking. Yes. Yeah, it does. So uh, I, I like Kittle, but I could certainly see that as well. Uh, yeah, I don't think that his owner will be happy with him this season. Okay. Just a gut feeling. Yeah. Okay. okay. For me, the show up tight end will be Darren Waller in New York. I think he'll do well. Mm-hmm. I, I think he'll he'll surprise some people. He was very good in Las Vegas. I think he'll do well. My show out, have a really good game. And, and if you're going to talk about a tight end, he's the guy. We're talking about Travis Kelsey having a great game. Oh, I mean, that's an obvious one. Still, you got to put right. it out there. It's, okay. it's, it's a good week. And then the shit show, unfortunately, I do like the way they're going is Chicago's Cole Clement. 
I do like him. Really? As, yeah. Okay. I just don't think he's going to get much in that game, unfortunately. Yep. All right. We'll wrap it up with the defenses. What you got? The Lions, I think, are going to show up. I mentioned okay. that before. I think they're going to give them. I don't think they're not going to roll over. I don't think it'll they'll be outstanding, but I think they're going to show up, get the job done, that kind of thing. For the show out, I'm going to go Niners. How do you not? They're always ranked very high in terms of a Number defense. Number one taking so. defenses here. For yep. Sure. Uh, and that's if the contract situation can get sorted out with both. Did that happen already? No, I'm not sure. Yeah, he's still, so let's hope. Yeah. Keeping fingers crossed that that's done by the time the season starts. And then for the shit show, I'm going to say Miami. I think Miami is going to get cooked by the they, Chargers. They added a tiny bit, but it's still not probably good enough to, yeah. to run with that Los Angeles Charger defense. I'm sorry, offense. So, yeah. yeah. All right, my show up, the San Francisco 49ers, because they might be missing Bosa. If that changes, right. then I might turn that around a little bit. Still a very good defense. Good linebackers, good secondary, good pass rush. But you're going to Pittsburgh against the team that the media loves all of a sudden to turn it around. Again, not an Ajay guy, but, but Pittsburgh can put up points now with Kenny Pickett. And the right, so, right. So, expecting things so we'll him. see. So they'll be there, but will they be the Niners who are shutting people down and sacks and turnovers and all that stuff? Maybe. So my show out Denver. I think Denver's going to take it to the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to walk out of looking sad, maybe scoring less than 10 points. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. A, a pretty tough game for Garoppolo. I don't know, but those are division games. Division so. games. I do like Josh Jacobs as a runner, but I think they key on that. And then they force Garoppolo to throw, and that's what the problem is again. But we'll uh, see. We'll see. We'll see. And my shit show is Cleveland. Again, I think that Cleveland-Cincinnati game, although I do like their pass rush quite a bit, I think they're just going to struggle. It's going to be a lot of points, and it's just going to be the way it's going to be a high shootout type of game. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much, everybody. We're going to close it out now. Episode one is in the books. How you feel? I think we did okay. Hopefully, you know, the critics won't be too hard on us. This was our first time. We're still in our infancy. So give us a chance. Yep. Episode one of the books. We're happy to do it. Uh, I'm going to let you know where you can find us. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, YouTube. And you can actually follow or subscribe to the podcast on any of these platforms. Please do so. Get reminders when new episodes are dropped. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at at Aired Out Network. All right. See you guys next week. Hopefully you'll come back to learn exactly how right we were about everything. See you next, guys.